Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com. You didn't know? Seven episodes in, which correlates to seven deadly sins. Mine's gluttony because I like to eat, but that's neither here nor there. And we're here with Road Dog BG Brian Jesse James, and this is Oh You Didn't Know, Dog. Catsy, you are cooler than the other side of my pillow. Oh, I, I, I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I wanted to get right into saying something. Uh, last week we went off the air, uh, and I said something. Uh, that was true, and I said it in a joking manner, and I I just kind of wanted to explain that that's how I deal with what I've done in my past, is you can smile and you can laugh, or you can bash your head into the wall, and so I'm going to laugh at it. If that's offensive to anybody, I apologize, but that's what we're, we're going to do here, uh, and I didn't mean to bring you down, Catsy, uh, so bring us back up, my friend. I mean, the DX episode of The Invasion brings a disclaimer. I think it sets the <laughs> mood for this episode, and it brings me to what I was saying, man. Like, seven episodes, seven deadly sins, and this episode is going to discuss DX invading WCW in the spring of 1998, when Raw and Nitro were just miles away from each other. Was it a sin? We were at war. We were literally losing good people out there on the battlefield. <laughs> good Lord. I mean, it was a uh, crazy time in wrestling. Yeah, dog. it was a crazy, look, it was a crazy time in wrestling, but it was really cool too. It was really cool time. And I've said this before and I'll say it a million times because it's just how I feel. It was a great time to be a sports entertainer, a wrestler. Uh, it was also a great time to be a wrestling fan. You know what I mean? So yeah, very cool, very cool stuff. Very cutting edge but also very sophomoric and uh and but you know what i mean like it was meant to be fun and it was meant to kind of poke fun at the whole scenario uh but we were already already had a ton of momentum at this point so we were just running free just like our life insurance sponsor this episode is gonna be goliath so let's <laughs> do what we do when we take a blue chew and get into it with a deep probe into what went down whoa, in the whoa, lead up to that night whoa. Sophomoric humor. I'm bringing it, it back. I love it. And the innuendo. I'd love to be looking innuendo when you were doing all that. Ooh. <laughs> that was so Ooh. bad. It was good. All right. When we talked about the formation of DX on our second episode a few weeks back, we left off the night after WrestleMania 14, where you and Billy joined DX and won the tag titles again. The next week's DX is on a roll and the WWF is on a roll as they finally beat WCW in the ratings after 83 weeks. When you hear that on April 13th, 1998, Raw finally defeated Nitro again in the head-to-head ratings, is this a celebration for talent? 83 weeks. Um, so, so yeah, it was, a, it was a celebration, especially for those that were paying attention. Um, to be quite honest, I was partying a lot, and but I would get like text from people, hey, we beat them in the ratings or whatever. So it was something that a lot of people were conscious of. I, uh, at that period of my life, was not paying attention to much. Um, but, but yeah, it was an achievement. It was, holy mackerel, 83 weeks. You know what I mean? I don't know how much over a year that is, but I know it's 
Oh, it's 21 weeks over a year. So I don't know. I'm not good at it. Maybe, maybe, we, can, maybe we can bring in Steiner and he'll figure that out for us. Uh, but yeah, we, it, was a, it was a celebration for the talent, especially for, look, and I don't like to say this because it just makes my skin boil, but for some of the top people, you know what I mean? And, and DX was one of them. Like it's, I'd love to say, oh, DX was the reason, but that's not, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock, and uh, it should would it would be it'd be disingenuous to say that there was so much uh, amping up in those eighty three weeks, and 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 I guess by the eighty fourth, uh, the fans had had enough. You bringing up that ensemble cast, so to speak, I think was almost the changing of the guard of of building individual superstars. Of course, there's always going to be that profile top guy, but that was kind of what brought forth the transition of WWE promoting the brand before the superstar. Before after the individual, the yeah, yeah. Look, and I think that's I think that's where they uh, kind of have gone wrong a little bit. And, and it, look, I been there and, and been worked there and and done that i know how difficult it is it's very easy for me to sit here and go yeah if they just do this uh j- just like the uh you know the keyboard warriors do uh like oh if they just do this it's it's not not so simple but they they i think they went the wrong way with just starting to promote one guy you know what i mean and just really push one guy because the truth of it was it was an ensemble man it was a it was a, a star-studded cast um and now it's like one guy, you know what I mean? And that's, I just feel like they're, they're doing things with other people and, I, and I'm liking the direction uh, both companies are going with their guys, but I just feel like WWE uh, went the way of the one single star with, with John Cena for so long and nobody else really got over much. Randy's, Randy's done really well uh, for himself and I'm proud of that. But yeah, it's, you got to have a cast of stars to make people come out and see you, you know? Outside of the storyline that we're going to talk about, was there a WWE versus WCW mentality in the back, in the locker room between the boys? So there really wasn't. And, and I know people think about that. Look, there wasn't for me. I'll, I'll speak for myself. I, but, I, but everybody I was talking to, it's not like we were sitting back going, man, we're going to beat them this week. We were literally just engrossed in what we were doing and having a great time doing it. And just so happened we're getting to do all this stupid stuff we're going to see today on television uh, and getting paid to do it. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. We'll see as we go through the episode. And I say that to get out of the question because I totally forgot what we were talking about. X-Pac joined the company after getting fired by WCW and it had to make it personal for him. Did it become personal for you as well as this war started as the, as the shots were fired? Not me. Like, look, I totally understand why it was personal to, to kiddo. And and I imagine that some of the people were really dug in in the upper echelon of the company. Like it was really a co- competitive to them. But like I said before, for me personally, and all of those that were immediately around me, um, we were just doing what we could to be the best we could be, you know, to have fun and to do it the best we could be. And it's just so happens DX was kind of, had some talent in it, you know, individual guys and, and together we were strong as a, as a faction and man, we had a great time and you were allowed to come along with us. Um, and, and there were a bunch of other stars too. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to make sure we make that per- perfectly clear that in no way, shape or form do it. I think DX did anything like that. I just think we were a part of the mix when it happened, you know? 
So in terms of storylines that were going on, you were feuding with the DOA, Disciples of Apocalypse, and at that point, you were taking pisses on their motorcycles. Yeah. And where, were all, wait, Ryan, where, where do you pee? I mean, not there, my friend. Oh, I, tried, okay. I tried to do it where it's supposed to be done, and, okay. and when I'm finished, I put hey, the toilet seat down. different strokes for different folks. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of strokes and different things going on in some of those video clips, too. Yes, but, hey, that's <laughs> yes another there are. you add for another time. All right. You're also going at it with the Did new I LOD. answer a question that you ask? Or <laughs> I, don't think, maybe we Wait, I think I have a story, story about the uh, urination yeah. on, the, on the motorcycles. So this is that this is at the time where uh, it was. I think it was still Titan Sports. <laughs> Wait, I actually remember this. I think uh, this is when they they were. St- <laughs> okay, now you're just being so now you're just being mean. Uh, but so it was still Titan Sports. So they had Titan motorcycles, and everybody got like a new motorcycle taker and Vince and all. Everybody kind of this new motorcycle company came out it was big badass American motorcycle, um, and so they had them, of course. And me and Xbox, Xbox said they gave us the little things to squeeze, to squeeze the yellow stuff out. And Xbox said, "I got to pee," and I said, "Well, me too." <laughs> he goes, "I'm going to pee on him," and I said. I'm going to pee on him too. And he said, uh, don't you back out. I said, don't you back out. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know why, you know what I mean? Like that's the sophomoric stuff that kept us going and kept it. it, it then the road didn't matter so much. We were, we were having a good time and making each other laugh and being stupid and, and uh, you know, but no harm, no foul. They put those bikes back on the truck. Somebody washed them the next week. Uh, and they washed a little <laughs> road dog and Xbox urine off of them. I mean, some some DNA samples to save for later, maybe. I mean, we'll see and of course, just to, of course, just to mess with Ronnie and Donnie Harris and stuff too, you know. <laughs> All right, at Unforgiven, you defeat the new LOD, managed by Sonny in the news hmm. for some unfortunate reasons. Yep. But well, that's a tangent. We don't have to get into. All right. You defeat the new LOD when Hawk hits you with the back suplex, but you get your shoulder up before the three and Hawk doesn't. The show was mainly remembered because it was in Greensboro, and the rumor and innuendo was that Ric Flair might be in the front row due to his ongoing contract issues with WCW. What do you remember of that night? So I don't remember Ric Flair was going to be there or not. (laughs) I didn't remember that part. When I perused the notes, I was like, whoa. What Flair was going to be there? Uh, so but, there were but, t- talks of people jumping and then issues going on. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, this was yeah. a hotbed of wrestling where yeah. anything can happen. The unpredictability and to promote th- that is genius advertising, right? <laughs> to promote that old oh, chaos could ensue, and it may not, but it could. So tune in. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember that part. But what was the what was the? Uh, so we beat LOD. I got my shoulder up. Um, yeah, they look. This was all. Remember how fast this all happened too. This all happened within what four months, three or four months, and all of a sudden we're the tag champs again, and uh, you know, and they're pushing us, and so it was a crazy ride from the get go once it got started. So let's keep that speed going. The next night, Raw would be taking place in Hampton, Virginia, but WCW conveniently booked Nitro from the nearby Norfolk Scope. This is the beginning of wrestling war, right? We're at war. Let's go. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Just interrupt me. (laughs) 
China hit me in the scruples with the rifle. I said at ease. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> it was not that Stand much better. Straight, soldier. Today, we embark on a mission. We have seen the enemy, and they are near. So today, we will go down there. Down where, sir? <laughs> and we will blow them out of the water. This <laughs> we get mission will start. <laughs> Dog. What? What's going on? I mean, what? Billy what with the bazooka going up and oh, yeah. down is amazing. Yeah. And Sean just cannot keep a straight face. No, 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 no. Face. He's Jimmy Fallon. He's he's Jimmy Fallon. He can't he can't do uh he can't just keep a straight face and do what's what he's supposed to do. But that's the beauty of it to me. That's what I love about it. China's um, in full is the straight woman right there oh, in yeah, character yeah. and in the zone. Yeah, and very then early when you when you rifle. first see the first piece of that, she threw her rifle to the side. It hit me right in the groin, and uh, uh, you know. And so so let let's get back to this. So so wait, I want to talk a minute about Richie Posner, the the gimmick guy that used to work there. Mm -hmm. As soon as I got the helmet with the DX on it, I went to him and I said, how can we get a hole cut in the top of this helmet so that my braids can come out? So that was my priority. Number one was just get my braids out of this helmet and then I'll do anything else. And then, uh, of course, I helped Billy uh, put sticks and stems in his helmet because I was in the Marine Corps and I know about camouflage and concealment. Absolutely, it made you guys <laughs> very hidden as you made your approach to the arena. Yes, yes, we were, we were uh, definitely in stealth mode. All right, back to the clip. At the Norfolk Scope with WCW wrestling, Ooh, and yeah. it will end right here tonight at the head. Three fifths Rose of us had just come from WCW. <laughs> is war. This is your mission, if you choose to accept it. Xbox, I'm in. You had me at hello. It will be all for one and one for all. Now suck it and let's go get it. I don't know. I don't know. And look at this tank. Get your hat. Don't lose your head. <laughs> I don't even, somebody was singing there. <laughs> I thought we were going to an Alan Jackson concert, apparently. And then we get the close up sign right here of no fishing, having no or swimming. Oh, uh, here we are. Hey, by the way, I don't think Eric Bischoff sucks. I didn't know Eric. I didn't. Doug, the audio cut off. Did you say that Eric Bischoff sucks? No, 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 I did not say oh, that Eric. My bad. <laughs> Xbox just yelled, kill Whitey. Ladies and gentlemen, DX proudly shows the world that we're the only ones with the sack big enough to fire the first shot at WCW. Watch this first shot. So suck it. it, it oh, we did we already show it? It, it just happened right before that line. With the cojones big enough to come and fire the to first the shot. Here we go. To fight the battle 
to come to the front line and fire the first shot. We are D-Generation X, and we will take no prisoners. He was right about that. Like we did not take any prisoners that day. Not from experience, but do you think WCW sucks? And no way, no way was she a plant. The biggest thing I want to know is, who rules professional wrestling? Dx. Yeah. We were the only ones. What I want to know is, does anybody here have any of the free tickets that WCW gives away to try to fill up their TV? And if anybody doesn't know, this is Degeneration X, and we are carrying a fight for the front line. There's some bullies. Yeah, no, they look. The truth of it is, like, we went to where they bought tickets to go see that. The Where we were was 30 minutes away. If they'd have wanted to go see us, they'd have gone. You know what I mean? Both were sold out, so it's it was no big deal. But we were on their turf telling them that their wrestling that they decided to go to tonight sucked. Here comes another one. You guys are back on the tank. <laughs> Hunter was producing the, the, the... <laughs> was that their security or your security no that was that was theirs and so yeah it was this is when it was scary and I was very thankful they closed that door by the way <laughs> you guys would have driven in well I, then what you know what I mean we'll talk about that more but look in retrospect like you know, when you're 25 years old and in the business of getting the break of your life, it's like, yeah, let's do it. And then looking back when you're old, fat, and 52, you go, oh, my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> D-Generation X calls you to accept the battle. <laughs> this was. No. Hey, you just want to we want to do is talk. We would like. That's all. <laughs> If you got a minute, like, you know, come on, just want to have a word with you. If you just got a second, oh, we open the door. We would like to speak this to is, Mr. Bishop. This is Sean Waltman. I just thought I'd come by and give you a chance to talk to you. Could you imagine if it wasn't Mr. Locke? Call me on the phone. At least he could have done apologize. So wow. yeah, it was it was a crazy day, man. Yeah, uh, that's some major heavy big ball stuff right there. <laughs> it is. It, it is. And, and uh, like, my wife and I were watching it together, and she was like, man, that, would they do that today? Would anybody do that today? And I said, well, probably not, you know, but there's – it also was a different time then, too, when there were really two at war, you know what I mean, on the same night every week. And so it was, it was a little heavy-handed uh, then. <laughs> so, But it was gutsy to do that and it paid off so you just got to see that playback you did a little research for the episode what was put into your head when you saw that after i probably think so many years probably haven't looked at that in so long i literally i don't know if i've ever seen that and i'm not even kidding i i don't know that i've ever watched that that footage uh i i was there um i remember doing it i remember what we did i remember the the best part to me was uh, I banged on that door and said, I'd love to speak with my brothers. And so that was just personal to me. So I enjoyed that part. Um, I don't know. I forgot what we were talking about, dude.
When did you first hear the idea that they want you to go invade the enemy, so to speak? That, for me, that day, like for for for, I think Billy the same way too. As we got there that day, and they said, "Hey, you know they're in town. We're going to go down there and do." It. And I was like, "Heck yeah, let's do it!" And we they had already had the army helmets and everything, so we started getting set up to go. And 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 look, I, at that point in my life, I. You know, it would have been good TV to get beat up by 50 WCW guys, I guess. Uh, but that's definitely what they kind of hung us out there to do. Um, should they have left that door open? Should we have gotten in there? Should they have come out? I, I don't know what would have happened. You know what I mean? Like it was a bunch of young uh alphas in their minds anyway thinking oh this is how we're, we're at war here you know what i mean and so does it get crazy and if the fight starts who who do i fight with is my brother on the other side <laughs> you know what i mean like it was a crazy day and they kind of hung us out there like okay let's let's go do this um so we did and it was fun and it was memorable and it was uh promotable and it was you know what i mean it was good tv who but it was gutsy who came up with all the ideas? Was it Russo? So, so it had to have been Russo and, and Pritchard and uh, and probably, you know, Vince signed off on it, I'm sure. But yeah, Pritchard was with us. So uh, but Russo wasn't with us. He stayed at the building, but Pritchard was with us. And so um, I'm sure he had a lot to do with it. But look what, what they did back then, especially with DX. I don't know what they did with other people, but with DX, they would write us into a, uh, a scenario such as this with no verbiage or anything. So it's kind of just, hey, you're going to go down there and we're going to do this. Just do whatever and we're going to film it. And we got that kind of, uh, we had that luxury on several different occasions as Degeneration X, where we would go one time, the, the Raw show was short, like seven minutes. And they just sent us out. They said, we need you to stay that extra day. We'll pay for everything. We're going to send you out the streets of New York with a camera crew. And we just walked around New York and said all kind of awful stuff and did all kind of awful things. And, and they edited it and filled the seven minutes of the show was short. And I mean, that happened a lot with us. And so they would put us into funny, entertaining, whatever scenarios, and we would kind of act our way out of them, if that makes sense. Yeah, so having that luxury and being a creative person, how did it make you feel to be able to incorporate your own ideas into the skits where maybe some people were under a little bit more rigid control? Yeah, no, we we definitely I, I look at that at that period of time, everybody kind of had the freedom or as far as I know, because I never ask Val Venus, hey, do they script your promos or do they let you kind of freestyle? You know what I mean? So, so I, but I would imagine everybody was doing their own thing. Hence why it was, there was a lot more people getting over and, and, uh, you know, they always say grab the brass ring. Well, if you'll let me, I'll rip that son of a bitch off the roof. You know what I mean? But, but, but I got to have the opportunity. But given the opportunity, I will damn sure do it. And so, bang, bang, boom, Bob's your uncle. Keep going. Were, were, WCW. You <laughs> were you concerned of any backlash for your brothers who were still over at WCW? No. No. And look, that's, I started touching on that earlier. And I think I went into a, a coma, sugar coma. Um, but I, the boys in the locker room weren't so competitive as, hey, they're doing good. We're doing good. Everybody's getting paid. Like it's kind of a brotherhood in that sense. And nobody was really, 
I wasn't. And I look, when I say this, I, I'm saying everything from my perspective and my point of view. And so I don't know what other people were thinking. I don't, I know for me and Billy, we talked about stuff. It was like, yeah, it's not a strict competition where I'm going to fight you. But when we went to the building and, and started to drive a uh, faux tank into their building, I didn't know if it was going to get real all of a sudden. You know what I mean? So that was a, it was uh we had a lot of fun, but it was, it was scary. Scared because of the NBA playoffs, Nitro was shown on a tape delay with one hour airing at midnight the same night, and then two hours on Tuesday airing from six to eight. So, Raw's live and unopposed and draws its best rating ever, and in fact, the single most watched pro wrestling show in the history of cable TV at the time. Do you remember that you guys had this kind of advantage with the with the time sweep going into this? war and the attack and invasion on them yeah i'm sure well look i i didn't think of of it that deeply but it sure all worked out that so well like it's one of those things where you go wow that worked out so well it was almost like i planned it that way i I think it was actually planned that way they made the decision to rent the building down the road then the decision was made okay we're gonna send a dx down there they're the troublemakers we'll send them down there and do some crap and so look it was it was gutsy. Uh, it paid off. Now we beat them. Now our, the 83 weeks is up. Now WWE is out front. And uh, we never looked back. But but we never looked forward really either. <laughs> you know, I've said this before. The only thing I was ever interested in on their shows was the cruiserweight stuff. And it was just stuff I had not seen because I was... I just kind of watched wrestling my dad was on. So I was sheltered to a lot of really great uh, action that's out there around the around the globe. And so when that was the first time I got to see some of the likes of um, Psychosis and, and all these guys, you know what Hoovy I mean? Juice. And La Parca and Hoovy Juice, baby. And all these guys that was like new to me. And I thought like, wow. So I was really interested in that. I didn't really follow what they were doing, the other stuff. Um, but the tides... The times they were a-changing. All the DX segments were spread out throughout the show, so there's a lot of eyeballs on you guys that night. Here's some of the numbers that were in The Observer. Both shows sold out well in advance with WCW ending with 8,962 paying people for a nearly $170,000 gate. While at the scope, you guys at WWF had 7,500 paid for 125 grand at the Hampton Coliseum. So let's stop right there and go look at these numbers. Those are some big gates and a lot of people coming up for a Monday night show. Well, and that's 30 miles apart or 40 miles apart or whatever. And th- all those people went and saw wrestling that night. You know what I mean? Like that's unheard of tonight. Uh, but now these uh, smaller indie feds get angry if you run within 100 miles of them on a Saturday night and uh, and all of a sudden your your tires are slashed. Um, but yeah, so th- this was, it was almost like that on a, on a holy mackerel look at our budget level. You know what I mean? Like, the two feds were angry because the other guys running down the road and we sent, we sent our guys down there to mess with their show. I look, I think it's, I love it. I do love it. Cause I think it's childish. I think it's uh so- sophomoric. It's funny. It's poking the bear. It's, you know what I mean? It's to me, it's what, uh, it's what everybody loves right now is getting, but- if they would have opened that door, they would have crushed us. And then it wouldn't have been funny. We wouldn't have been talking about it right now. 
with talks in the last couple of years of the new wrestling wars and the numbers between the different shows currently on TV, let's break down some numbers from back then because it's wild to think about. Once again, I'll give credit. This uh, this research came from The Observer. Raw set its all-time record rating. What wasn't expected is that the old Raw record was broken by more than one full point with the 5.71 and 8.20 share in 4.188 million homes. Highest television rating in not only the history of Monday Night Television, but also the single most watched pro wrestling show in the history of cable TV. It broke the Monday Night Raw rating, excuse me, the Monday Night Rating Record and all-time audience record set by Nitro on March 16th with their Spring Break show, which also did it unopposed with a 5.58 rating in 4.083 million homes. I mean, so that all that all uh, sounds like uh, Swahili to me. We beat them, right? You beat them, but t- let's just talk <laughs> technical. So you, you, four to five million, four million people on each person's show pretty much. Yeah. When, when now we're battling for two million people on a show, you know, the two million marketplace essentially. Yeah. When you, when you look at the audience base, maybe give or take two and a half to three million people. Yeah. So many people were in it. How hot you did you know you were in the hotbed of wrestling? Oh, oh yes, yes. This is at a point in time when I could not go to the mall or out to eat with my family. It had gotten it had gotten where, and I had braids, and so you can put them under a hat, but they still stick out. And you know what I mean. And so, so it, it, it yeah, I, I knew that we were in the middle of it, uh, but I also didn't know anything else. Like I, this was my first big deal like i was the roadie okay that was cool then i went and worked in germany then i went and worked in memphis then i worked around indies and i went back to the wwe uh f at the time you know what i mean so so i had worked around a little bit but man this was the hottest thing i'd ever been involved in and it was crazy but like i said i didn't know any better i remember billy walking out we'd walk out and look at the crowd and kind of watch the first match always to try to get a feel for what they're buying and what they're what they're biting on and him looking and going like, I see a seat empty up there. I'm not going out. And he would walk away. <laughs> he was totally kidding. But it was that kind of, that's the kind of time we were in. Like, there's no seats empty in these buildings. And and we're quasi on top. And again, that prepositional phrase, I want to choke whoever came up with that for wrestling terminology. But but we were, uh, we were significant players on the team. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't know how else to say it. I just don't want to say top guys because that's, I want to, never mind. Significant players. Significant players. SPs, dog. SPs. I'm I'm a fan of significant players. Yes. All right. There was a report that took place after that episode that a top executive from WWF called an executive from WCW and basically tried to apologize over the incident, claiming it wasn't done to make WCW look bad. (laughs) Did you hear about any of this? No, but that seems exactly like something that a good politician would do. Like totally, it was totally to make you look bad. <laughs> like we we told you to suck it, and we said you sucked, and we said it was totally to make you look bad. But look, we're sorry. <laughs> that's great. That's even that's icing on the cake, man. Would that's what that's it? that's Vince McMahon. He's got. He always talks about the Gahonis. He ain't lying. 
would you do it again now? I would not. I would roll halfway down that friggin' entranceway ramp that we were on. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I probably would. I would just attack it very differently. Um, it wouldn't be so uh, big and bold. It might be, uh, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, Sheriff. Uh, you know what I mean? And just see if I would just attack it differently, I think. But yeah, that do it. moment of growth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, it would still be funny and entertaining. I just wouldn't be so gutsy as to bang on the door and, you know, I could address it differently. All right. Speaking of growth, let's take a moment, slow it down. And before we build it back up and taking a quick break to talk (laughs) about. Sorry, sorry. Let's hit that music, baby. Ah, ah. Stiff and strong, two styles of wrestling, and two words you want to represent you in the bedroom. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. No waiting in line. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. (laughs) But nothing will be discreet about your package. It's time to get off the couch, bring it, and swing it. If your tool needs an upgrade, (laughs) head to BlueChew.com. Just a swing in. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DOG at checkout and just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code DOG to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. That's D-O-double-G, DOG. That just gets that's that hits me right in the feels, bro. I mean, I that think, one, I think that's what the kids are talking about when they say the feels. That was a new song too. Like it had a groove. I, I like. I loved it. it. I that loved was my, it. I, in the beginning, I tried I to kiss to the screen the one time. I tried to kiss you, and it's, oh, that's screwed it all up. Intense, yeah, that's weird. Right? It's weird. We're getting weird tonight. All right, we're back, and it's time for us to get into the details. Walk us through the whole day, man. You did the skits. You head back to Raw that night. What's the trip back to the arena like? Well, we, so look, we didn't know whether whether Vince was going to like it or not, for one thing, because uh, he has a not a habit, but sometimes he sends people away to shoot things. And when you get back, it wasn't what he what he expected. He had a vision in his head and we didn't meet that vision. And so that that did not happen here. He, he was amused. Uh, there were enough penis jokes and, and crotch chops to amuse him. And uh and yeah, ever, like nobody knew what we where we'd been all day and what we've been doing. And so when it aired on the TV, people saw it on the monitor and stuff, and they were popping. So it, look, we we thought it was a success. We felt like we oh we we went over there and did what we were you know sent over there to do. Uh, we couldn't really do anything else. We couldn't get in legally, and so uh, yeah, we did what we what we were sent to do. And when we got there, like I said, we found out what was going on. We were gung ho. We started making our. Uh, 
making our outfits, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just putting the, doing all the helmet stuff and getting, okay, we need some camouflage pants. We need six pair or seven for whatever. And uh, so that was the day we got down there early, um, probably three o'clock I'm thinking. And we were there from like three to five, uh, just shooting stuff, you know what I mean? And there's a ton of stuff that didn't make it on the air um, and probably shouldn't have, you know what I mean? Cause, cause we were, we were pushing the envelope. Uh, but we also felt like that was kind of our jobs at this point uh, in where we were at, you know? I feel like I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't say, hey, dog, tell me about some of those things that didn't make air. <laughs> well, I, I actually don't remember all the things that didn't make air. Oh, bong, bong, yeah, sorry. there you go. Uh, it's chair shots and bong resin. I want to clarify that, too. We'll get back to your question momentarily. Uh, but a sidebar with Judge Ito, I just want to say it's chair shots and bong resin from the past, from my past, Not is the reason I don't know things like you fellers. You may and be a prime candidate for the medicinal variety. <laughs> I may be, but I don't know if the next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire and I'm uh, on Main Street hustling for the rock. You know what I mean? I don't know, Ryan. It's Look out of that. my control. Once I go in, I'm deep, bro. I'm I wish deep. I had a sound effect for deflection of that question, <laughs> but let's go into this. Wait, wait, what was the question? Some of the uh, some of the stuff yeah, that didn't yeah, make I'm sorry. You just don't I remember. remember you said. I, I really don't. And and look, they were probably a vile and 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 curse words and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It was just they just we shot a lot, and so a lot stayed on the editing room floor, and and some of it made it. Look, some of it made it that that probably shouldn't have. Uh, if we were shooting this today we would have probably redone that a few times uh but we just were running and gunning you know what i mean and that was kind of the fun of it you brought up kind of that guerrilla style of just getting the outfits getting the props and all of that coming together so quick i gotta be honest in my experience at w i've, I've always been amazed at how fast that stuff comes together that you would think maybe there was a little bit more long-term preparation and you're like no day is show time to go and let's get it done so, so yeah, no, look, I do think, and I do think that's, uh, man, I, I know people hate me sucking up to Vince, but that's what he does. He demands that kind of uh, immediacy. Here's the idea. How do we execute the idea? Okay, first, send a runner to go get this. You know what I mean? And everybody starts going, hey, do we need this for that? You know what I mean? And, and it's And it comes together and everybody goes out and gets it. That's why when he says something and people go, yes, sir, great. And it's getting done now. You know what I mean? And that's who he surrounds himself with. And that is a genius business strategy to surround yourself with uh, sergeants that will execute. And whatever the mission is, they accomplish it. You know what I mean? And, and they, they don't come back and go, I'm sorry, we couldn't do that. And yeah. so, so uh, that is the immediacy of how when he says, this is what we're doing, that's what we're doing. And man. That's that's what a general does in the army. That's what a uh, admiral does in the navy. You know what I mean? Like that's they they send their the mission out and and they leave it up to their sergeants and and the enlisted troops to execute that mission. But that's that's the genius of Vince McMahon. Hate me if you want to. It's none of my business. You get back to the arena. Everyone starts seeing the clips. They air on television. Did anyone on the crew, team, staff? come up to you and think maybe this wasn't such a good idea? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, to be quite honest, I was thinking that about halfway through. Um, so, so it's funny you say that because there's actually a moment in the start of one of those clips, you know, the beginning one on the march, where I think it was the second clip. You're you're marching, but you kind of have this vibe into your step, like your body language reads. I, I don't. I didn't know like? what we were walking into. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, look, I'll I'll fight a man if I'm mad at him or whatever. But I did not know what we were walking into, and uh, and I knew Ming worked for WCW, so I think it's enough enough said on that. What were your favorite memories of the whole day that you do remember? The camaraderie, me and X Pac, and me and Billy, and me and Hunter and China. I can't stress enough that China was such a huge part of the creative. Uh, body that was DX. Um, she had funny ideas, and and it was a, a conglomeration of all of us kind of together. And so, and then everybody doing their own thing individually in the midst of that. And so, man, it was it was really cool. That's what I remember about all of it the most is being able to do that and create that with my friends, and. Uh, when I look back on that, that's what I that's what I remember is, man, I had a really good time with my friends and a bunch of people got to watch it on television and I got paid for it. You know what I mean? Like, should I save some of that money and not done all that blow? Yes, Ryan. That's exactly what I should have done. But that's not the path I chose. <laughs> so. so I think most of us have had friends who like to go out and get into fights. So in a situation like this, was there anyone in your crew that was hoping that they may come out and it may turn into something bigger? I, look, I don't, I don't think so because not, not everybody in there was, is a, was a fighter. Like I, that's why I was hesitant because I am not going to back down. That's for sure. Uh, I don't go out looking for fights, but at that age and in that frame of mind, I wouldn't mind throwing hands. You know what I mean? I've been beat up before. Uh, and, and if it was on TV, all the, all the better. However, I don't think any of us were willing to fight anybody. I just didn't, like I said, I didn't know what we were walking into, man. What was the WWF locker room reaction afterwards? I Meaning the boys, when you guys came back in, what did they all think after they saw it? I'm well, and truth be, like be told, there wasn't a big reaction until the next week when everything had come out like, oh my God, we beat them in the ratings. Oh my God, uh, you know, this, this, that, and the other. And so really it was a bigger, I don't want to say celebration, but it was the next week everybody was walking around like we were the cocks of the walk. You know what I mean? Do you consider that this was maybe a retaliation from Vincent crew for what Bischoff was doing, like giving away results live on Nitro with the taped raws that like, if, if you're going to do that, I'm, I'm going to bury you right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Look, I I think for a hundred percent sure it was definitely you let the you you threw the rule book out the window. You are are doing this stuff that's that you shouldn't be doing to us on your television show. We're gonna do something to you that we shouldn't do to you on your on ours. You know what I mean? It was just it was definitely retaliation, but I don't know that it was you know, that sounds so that sounds like retaliation sounds so uh, malicious. I don't think it was like that. I think it was just Man, you, you don't want to play by the rules? We won't either, you know? Triple H and Vince Russo have taken a lot of credit for the segments. Uh, did they deserve that, or would you just call this a big group effort between all of you to make it happen? Well, look, I, I definitely call the execution is 
hundred percent team effort. Like there's no, there's no, now, as far as calling the play, uh, you know, the coach, the offensive coach calls the play, but he calls it from above, you know what I mean? And then the players have to go out and execute. So while it was not our brainchild, we definitely added to it individually and collaboratively every time they put us in a scenario. So look, it was, they wrote, they wrote, they wrote us in, we acted our way out. We were pretty good at it. And China was a huge part of that. I don't even know what question you ask. I just wanted to reiterate that China was a huge part of that. Does this become the beginning of Triple H finding his groove in the behind the scenes aspects and producing and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think so. Look, I think he made his, uh, he started and cemented his relationship with Vince when him and Sean first started. He may have been before that, for, to be quite honest. I don't know this for a fact, but, I, but what I felt like, what felt like from being on the outskirts was that when him and Sean became DX, um, they were very close with Vince at that time. So he was working in there. So, yeah, I feel like then Sean left and Hunter still had his kind of uh, spot in there, in Vince's ear. And I don't, that's not a negative thing. That's, you're supposed to uh, cultivate the relationship with your boss and then work on that relationship, right? Uh, and it was foolish for people to not get in his ear if they could and when they could. Um, it's up to him to make the decisions, you know. So if, if a good thing gets in his ear, he makes a decision to run with it. If something doesn't, he doesn't. And that's that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think Hunter was putting his foot in the deep end here. Um, and good for him, rightfully so at the time. You know what I mean? Like he was he was a big deal and he was going to be a big deal for a long time. And so we see how that played out, you know. Absolutely. You guys went through so much to have fun with it between Billy putting the sticks in the hats to you're leaving the holes to have the helmets cut for the braids. Was this one of the most fun memories of your career? You know what? And I don't even remember. Of course it was fun, but there was one where we did, we did one on a airfield and, and I don't remember when it was or i haven't seen it in i don't know if i've ever seen it to be quite honest but i'll never forget it because we were on an airfield and we were like taking flying lessons or something and we would act like like one of us was up in the air flying and and we were just literally just talking and shooting the crap and and acting and i don't know it just felt so fun and funny um maybe we'll show a clip of that sometime instead of that crappy when we just show <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding was there something you wish you would have done instead of what happened, even looking back now or back then, either way? No, yeah, no, no, no. I take nothing back because, look, even though I was hesitant and and maybe scared, you know what I mean? I don't remember the exact feeling, but maybe like, oh, crap, we're about to get punted and kicked in the head while we're in uh, the fetal position on the ground, you know? Uh, but, um, bong resin. Yeah, let's hit it. I like the old one that had the wheel first. Oh, there it is. There it is. The chair shot. <laughs> okay, so what were we talking about, Ryan? Uh, we were talking about uh, <laughs> did, would you have done something any Oh, different? yeah, yeah. No, I'd have done it. The, I'd done the same thing. I told you, today, if I were to do it, I would do it from a different, like, old man, scared, funny. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'd try to be entertaining that way. Um but yeah, I wouldn't change anything. It was the time. It was we were at war. You know what I mean? Uh, so it was, hey, bring it. You know what this I mean? Be, Let's see what happens. 
odd question because it's one of those you can't really make a statement based on if it didn't and butterfly effect and all of that. But we talked a few weeks ago about VKM, Voodoo Mafia invading Titan Towers in TNA. Would something like that have ever happened without you doing this? Would you guys yeah. have Go of course not. Of course not. And 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 truth be told, they were both of Russo creation. So so I mean, it makes sense, right? When you think about it, um, not that VKM was was uh, even nearly uh, close to what we did here with Degeneration X. But yeah, if you think about it, they were kind of both Russo's uh, babies. And and again, he went along and let us go along with what we wanted to do and have some fun. And and I got to have fun with my friends. Nice. Okay, let's hold up for a second and take a break so we can see. You know, I was in a real war, and this one was really different. <laughs> I just want to say that. Oh, man. I don't even know how to respond to that. Because, like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, let's hold up, and we're going to take a break to save with Conrad. But when we come back, we'll move forward in the timeline and the shows and the business coming out of those segments. How can I save with Conrad? Call him. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Wizard Bizak, and this huge angle takes place. Ratings are on. Were you speaking fire. Carney? I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I don't know about. If you... <laughs> it's just Snoop songs. So I know it. I don't know. Ratings are on fire. Outlaws lose, though, to DOA in a non title match when Skull and Ball do a, do a switch and get a win over you. Now, you're always That's wondering... that twin magic, dog. Right there. That's Harold where the Bella Twins got it. That's where Bella the Bellas got it from, was DOA. Look at that. Dropping knowledge. I'm just oh, kidding. You I'm didn't just, know. I have no idea they got it. <laughs> you always do the job that's asked of you, and you don't really think much beyond it. But did you think that that was counterproductive, that you're coming off of something so big, so hot, and then random non-title loss? Or well, you know, but look, I also, I also, like I said, been on the other side of the fence where it's not so easy to just keep everybody red hot. You got to pop, prop some people up beside them so that they got somebody to wrestle. You know what I mean? So I totally get the thinking. Um, it's debatable, like as is every single decision ever made in professional wrestling. It's debatable because it's, it's objective. You know what I mean? So I totally understand trying to prop them up so that we would have people to work with in the future. And that was the time of, like a couple of different four-man factions, you know what I mean? And so we were trying to prop people up along the way. And I, I, right, wrong, or indifferent, you can debate that. But like I said, you can debate every single decision ever made uh, because there's, it's not a science. 
Let's talk. And I, I don't even know what science is anymore, by the way. I want to throw that in there. Let's Cheap talk four-man factions, multiply it by two, because the next night in Richmond, Virginia, Raw's taped, and it's an eight-man match between LOD teaming with DOA against Triple H, China, and the Outlaws. What was it like having China in the match? You know what? It wasn't any different. I'm sorry, I uh, TD Jake's my head here. It wasn't any different because she was bigger than me, uh, m- more muscular than me, that's for sure. She was a better athlete than I was. <laughs> so it was just like having, and I don't mean this in a disrespe- disrespectful way, but it was just like having another one of the boys in there. Like she she threw that kind of weight around and had that kind of gravitas to where it was no different than having kid in there. You know what I mean? With a lot of big, bad bruisers and brawlers. I mean, that's the ultimate sign of respect to her to say that, hey, you could hang. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying that maybe Ron and Don didn't say, look, I ain't bumping for her. So, you know what I mean? But but they did business. And, and um, that's old school mentality. That's bull crap. You know what I mean? Like, look, I understand protecting yourself and 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 not. And they didn't really say that. I was just kidding, by the way. But people do say things like that. And so that to me is I don't know. That's out of bounds for me. Were you starting to notice the baby face pops at this point? You guys were growing and, and, and people were getting on board the train. Yeah, 100 percent. But look, the reason for that is I can get I can. Well, this is not true. I can pretty much get you behind somebody if I put them on TV every week in a positive light. Now, if they have any wherewithal at all to, to take advantage of these opportunities, uh, and they have the ability to be entertaining and to work well and to do good, prom- you know, well in promos. And if they can do those things and they're given that opportunity, you're going to start digging them. If there's something about them that's promotable and that that you're attracted to, you, you know what I mean? You're going to and you see them every week. Like, look, to me right now, Roman Reigns and the Usos. Holy mackerel, I want them to throw Solo Sokoa up there with them so bad because I think what they got going on right now is really cool. Like, it's it's uber cool, but I hate him still, but he's cool. and all, You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot going on there. Uh, on the other TV show, I love what they're doing with uh, Regal and, and the uh, BCC, I think it is. Not to be confused with, I'll just leave that there. I am on a rant, Ryan, and I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. what I'm talking about at all did you know that attacking WCW was going to turn DX babyface no heck no but but look what's not <laughs> so this is braggadocious but what's not to like we were a group of people that were really entertaining and given the opportunity to be I think I just spit at you and I apologize for that uh thank god we're socially distanced it's 500 miles apart um oh uh, god Come on, Ryan. Just spit a one word. I'm slow on my (laughs) one word. Just throw throw what we were talking about. Oh, baby face, baby face. Yeah, we were really entertaining, and we were on TV all the time. And so it's if you don't think it's going to be, you're going to get over, kind of. Then I don't know what you're thinking. You know what I mean? Like we we were doing it. They were letting us do it, and we were doing it, and it got over because that was the time of f you, boss drink beer, kick the boss in the groin. You know what I mean? Like that was a different time in American society. So now you talk about being on TV and doing things every week and it's time to go do some more skits. When does the idea come together to go back to the CNN center? So I didn't know about that one either until like we were literally on a plane to get down there. (laughs) Um, 
But that was, I remember a lot of stuff about that because that was scarier to me because there was a lot of law enforcement involved. Um, so, but it wasn't, it wasn't too long after that, that they sent us down there. And uh, yeah, I got, I got a couple of stories. And like I said, I laugh at these stories because I was ridiculous, but, uh, but I don't recommend anybody to do this stuff. But uh, we were, we definitely, when we went to CNN Center, I had a bunch of marijuana on me, so we had that hidden in the van, and the cops came, and the, like it was scary. Like I was scared that time because I thought, now we're poking the bear for real again, and they called the cops on us, and now they they detained us momentarily. You know, like we were literally detained, not in a prison or in jail or in the county jail. Of course, we wouldn't be in prison; we would be in a county jail. But but uh, they they detained us. Stay right here. Give me your car key. You know what I mean? It was, it got heated for a second. And uh, let's roll some footage of this. <laughs> yeah, you so you got that one too? Yeah, let's do this. Break it down. Hey. We could probably ask somebody in there where the WCW office is. This is where the big hey, boys I don't know. play. I, never, I, I was never there the whole time I worked there. I never went to right. Why would you go there? Colonel Willie, just take us over to that uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep Sam's Club over because there. <laughs> what, did, what did he just call him? Colonel Willie. Who was that? I bought Trio Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. This yeah, this is when it got like that guy. He's like, here? don't open that door. We're just wondering. I swear they all oh, want here to comes. Right. They, do they want to talk to us. They like me. They, they like me. do. Yeah. They really do. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll go. Okay, let me tell you what you do. Okay. <laughs> I said, they like me. I don't talk. Step aside and, 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 and let these gentlemen here. Okay. Come on in, sir. How are you today? How are you? Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Have you ever let me tell you what it's like in Stanford. Basically, we were greeters. We were greeters before Walmart thought of doing it. Oh, I know what it is. We do have a meeting <laughs> with the cops that are coming. I'm wearing my tag title. <laughs> This was literally on the side of the road. Well, I guess we were, I guess we kept filming. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a food court at CNN Center there. Yeah, it is almost like a food court. There, I think there is one in there. <laughs> Billy said, I'm sure he'll send us right up. Good to know, sir. <laughs> now we got CNN employees crotch chopping. Ted Turner, WCW, <laughs> CNN, you can all 
Oh, we blew their building. <laughs> we, we really were at war. Apparently, uh, this comes from the Observer. Apparently, Nick Lambros called 911 to try and get them arrested for trespassing and lewd actions. And the police came, and while they weren't arrested, they were cited and detained for a few minutes to a half hour, depending on which story you believe. They also went to CNN for a what he called a completely lame skit, where they asked to visit Ted Turner, and their own camera people got scared and wouldn't film them. And then the segment largely saw them hanging out with dozens of fans on a lunch break crotch chopping themselves (laughs) yeah yeah so have you noticed that that there's a Meltzer Meltzer (laughs) does not like it it may be me personally I'm of course that's how I think it is because I'm an egomaniac with an inferiority complex but he he doesn't like WWE WWF like you can tell from the get-go that was always a slant there and that's cool if you didn't if you wanted the other guys to win but that team lost. You know what I mean? It, it won for 83 weeks, but the other team won. And why not just be happy about the how it's going down? If you're into it, then that's good for everybody, I feel like. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've noticed that. There's those, I did, glad I didn't read those back in the day. I'd have been looking for that guy's house. It's crazy reading a lot of the comments from people nowadays. People get pretty brave and bold with what they want to say. Well, and look, it's not that I want to fight the dude, but, like, at the time uh, – that was that would have made me mad, you know what I mean? And I I hear it now, and I'm thinking like that's just a guy's opinion. Um, but he's a he's an influencer, you know what I mean? He's a conversation starter, and so if he starts that conversation with a negative slant all the time, it's not much of a conversation, you know what I mean? It's got to have two sides. Talk to me more about being detained. I mean, this is a <laughs> It was it was like I felt like it was longer than thirty minutes, especially with the amount of weed I had tucked in the back seat of a van charter van that we were in and so like i immediately was just sweating and just thought like this is it i'm going to jail in atlanta uh uh, but so it it was it was fine they they cited us i think there was a donation made to the uh policeman's ball or something and uh and we we went away um but you're right it was kind of looking back on it Dave was right, I guess I should say. It was kind of just after they shut us down, we just hung out with some people and told them to suck it, you know, (laughs) and they filmed that. With these attacks and the acknowledgement of each other's company and all of this going on as the war is building, did you see and feel the industry changing? So I, I didn't, and that's because I wasn't smart to the industry part of it. Like I was literally just a gung-ho young drug addict rock star kind of person that that was more rock star than athlete for dang sure uh at least i live like one but yeah it was it was not that i felt the whole industry was changing it was it was just how it was like i don't know what to tell you i didn't know it any other way i didn't i I worked for wcw and did some jobs i went and did you know the roadie thing i came back and worked some indies in germany and memphis and excuse me, and, uh, and, and tried to hone my craft. But when I got back up there, it all started catching on so fast. And all of a sudden the world was spinning and I was on it. You know what I mean? And so I don't know that I was conscious of stuff like that in the middle of it. Definitely conscious of it now. You know what I mean? In retrospect. 
So there might have been a moment that Bischoff and WCW felt that they had to respond or else they'd look weak. So WCW does respond, and Bischoff comes out on Nitro on his bike and starts gloating and talks about how McMahon sent his wannabes to go see him. Does this kind of take a shot at you guys and diminish what you guys were able to do as Degeneration X, turning you into cronies or the stooges of McMahon, so to speak? Ryan, is this you saying this, or is this Meltzer still? There's like, a little I'm, bit of Meltzer in there. I'm going mean, to cry on the drive home tonight. I'm going <laughs> to cry myself to sleep on that huge pillar. Um, so I don't think his words can take away what we did and what was happening right then. You know what I mean? I do think it was an interesting ploy uh, because I think it's the same thing VKM did just on a lot of a lot smaller scale. I have no qualms about saying that. It was a much smaller scale. Um, but it was the same mentality as, hey, you want to talk trash? You want to come on down here? Let's do it. You know what I mean? It's just it's just controversy, right? Controversy equals cash. And so we're just trying to, trying to stir things up. I think that's what Kevin was, I mean, excuse me, that's what Eric was trying to do was, uh, was just stir things up and see what would happen. And, and you know what? What if, <laughs> what if Vince would have gone? Like what would have happened and what Crazy. that's to me, that's I'd love to go down, go down that rabbit hole one day with with pure speculation. And as a fan, that's something that when that was going on, we were all wondering, what if? Yeah. What if, what if he shows up? <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And egos may get involved and he may just have no choice but to. Yeah. We, we saw on the earlier quip. Uh, clip. Sean was at the knocking on the on the door at the arena, just saying he wanted an apology from Bischoff. Yeah. Uh, Bischoff on that show kind of had a response to Waltman and just said that he was a puppet of McMahon and told Waltman to bite me. Uh, <laughs> this is this is just getting this is getting fun and exciting and it's yeah. heating up and getting hot and personal. It's getting out of hand is what it's getting, unless we're really going to fight each other. And then, uh, you know, then I'm out, actually. <laughs> and I'm the first one to hit the door. Uh, but but I do think it was smart to retaliate and to say something like that. And it gets people talking. And it's it's there's no there's a chance he shows up and then he doesn't. You go, yeah, well, there was a chance he didn't For show. You know what I mean? He's a chicken, you know, whatever, whatever you say then. Uh but yeah, it's worth the it's worth it. It's worth doing it, seeing what happens, causing some controversy. From your insider perspective, having been there, from your knowledge of the people and parties involved, you guys were fighting over market share and ratings. But do you think as businessmen, the two top dogs were trying to put each other out of business at all? Well, I mean, I don't know how long it was after that, but at some point Vince bought the other company. So yeah, they were trying to put each other out of the, out of the business for sure. Um, but I don't know if we were there yet. We were just trying to win. You know what I mean? And it, and it was, and I guess we, I guess that was what we thought was we won when our ratings were higher than theirs. I guess that's what we thought we won. I want to touch on those ratings for a second too. We talked about those huge numbers earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you find a huge RAW or a few a huge uh, AEW, one of those uh, or, or SmackDown, and then you see what their ratings are, and they're nothing compared to with the numbers you mentioned earlier. But if you wait then, which we didn't have then, and consider three weeks later the DVRs come out, mm -hmm. and so you know how many people DVR'd it to watch it later. 
and that's what a lot of people have to do. So the number increases uh, a great deal when you counter in or you count in those those DVRs after the three week period. And so, look, we when I was writing SmackDown, we did some really good shows that did really well after after the DVRs were figured in. So to where it's like, holy crap, we did a four one or something after DVRs. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. That old man Nielsen was. He might have been a crackhead or alcoholic or something. I don't know, but uh, but it's hard to figure those things out. So just watch like watch wrestling first, if you like it. Don't if you don't. It was like the first popular algorithm to make that work out. I think. Oh like yeah. Full of formula and adjustments to make Nielsen's ratings and and it's all crazy. That. All right. When you heard that Eric challenged Vince, what went through your head? Because you know that Vince can't respond at that point. Yeah, but at that time we had gone so crazy, I wondered. You know what I mean? I didn't know. Like, is he going to show up? Like, he was kind of, this was a long time ago. He was young and jacked. And you know what I mean? Like, okay, is he going to go down there? Uh, And so, look, while I didn't, (laughs) that's the best childish joke ever. Uh, And I think I actually got it from Ricky Morton, like a long, long time ago. how you going to go with us tonight? Yeah, where y'all going? Down there? Really down where? <laughs> down here. Uh, but yeah, so so I have no idea what we were talking about. I but get I wondered if Eric would come and show up and beat up Vince or vice versa. Let's see if there would have been a fight between Sean and Eric Bischoff, both having some martial arts experience. How would have that one? It's an interesting one, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, Sean was, I don't know what Eric did in his off time. But I know Sean was wrestling every every night and kicking people in the face every night and getting kicked in the face every night. And so I think uh, X-Pac would have took him. But I again, I don't know I mean, what Eric, Eric uh, I don't, uh, took out Ernest the Cat Miller, man. Well, did he? <laughs> I guess I guess that's what I ask because I don't know. I, I understand he trains in the mar- mixed martial arts and and he could probably tie me in a pretzel. And I got no qualms saying that. But at the time, I feel like Xbox had the advantage. All right. The mission continued for you guys. The war was still on, and this time it involved fighter planes. So you talked about being uh, <laughs> on, on the airfield before. Uh, let's roll some footage in and see what this one's all about. This is the one. This is the one. I should have watched all of them. <laughs> Operation DX continues. I wore my tag title everywhere. (laughs) I had some kind of long-winded speech from Winston Churchill. We shall fight with great confidence and brave strength in the air. We shall defend our honor, whatever the cost may be. Anyways, we gotta condense this. They got hot angles on Raw. They got a show tonight. The whole point of this is this mission is too dangerous for all of you. Only one man can do this mission. Who's that? We do have a war veteran in the group. I hate to tell you they're Pontius Pilate, but it isn't you. I can't believe I'm not getting the fly. Hey, those are five dollar goggles. Well, I'm not going to need them now. I don't get the fly. Crying's not going to get you anywhere, soldier. The mission starts here at this godforsaken airport. It's going to be me. Oh, at pilot school, man. Oh, you did? It's a very dangerous mission. I don't know if I'll ever see you all again, but I'm going anyway. Okay. Hey, 
If I don't come back, brothers don't shake. Brothers, brothers don't shake. <laughs> I'm out of here. Hey, 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 no, 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 no. Huh? Oh, Christ, what plane is it? Over there? Coming back. Hey, pull up! Hey, you know what? You said it was only going to be an hour. It's already been that long. Don't panic yet, though. No, because he's going up. Should we go look for him now? Let's go look for him. If he doesn't show up, I'll just take care of everything. How the hell are we going to go anywhere? <laughs> can you fly? I can't. I can't fly. Can you fly? Oh, geez. I can't see him from my elevation. <laughs> but I mean, it would be <laughs> Well, if he doesn't come back, I'll handle things. What are you going to handle? I don't know. Okay, I'll do Well, we got to do something. How can we look for him? He's up there, and we're down here. Well, we got to charter one of these damn planes, Rockabilly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Easy! Okay. Easy. I apologize. Easy. <laughs> Earlier today, DX is <laughs> Billy got this. <laughs> this is Triple H. Right now, I'm hunched over. I'm in the cockpit. And I got my hand on my joystick. I'm Just flying over WCW's event. And I'm sending a message to the WCW officials. And here's that, another one for that you. Was the, that was the plane he got in. <laughs> and get a load of this one. Where's the afterburner on this stupid thing? Oh, God, I'm getting dizzy. Oh, where's the box bag? That's better. Now, a 500 megaton flip-it bomb. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the bomb has just landed on WCW officials, and they are now covered in <laughs> Or are they just full of it? Mission accomplished. Thank you, Maverick. Company leader Raven, talk to me, Johnny. Um, um, so, yeah, so I really wish I would have watched that before I made that big statement about this thing. Uh, <laughs> that I did not, I did not go all the way through the notes. Apparently, you didn't um, remember exactly how it worked. <laughs> but I did remember it was fun. Um, as you can tell, I was definitely I had the yellow sunglasses on. That first half, it just looked like you guys were were goofing off and just hundred percent a hundred percent and and look i think that was what you haven't seen before you know what i mean where you're so oh my god these guys are like literal degenerates and they're just and they're just being degenerates on tv and like he it was a little bit behind the scenes too because he was talking about oh they got great angles to shoot you know what i mean like that was stuff that nobody talked about so you could argue that we killed the business uh but <laughs> but I, you know, it's kind of inside baseball and a couple of jackasses having a good time. And so I thought like, you know, what, what, if you're a viewer, what's not to like, you know? Yeah. I mean, the flying stuff was just cute. And fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was, it's sophomore. Cute. It's, it's cute. It's wrestling. It was wrestling. Uh, it, it, yeah. So much going on in the professional wrestling war between the two companies. It, would you say that this is the highlight of everything for you in your career? Obviously, this is the first big moment, but is this your highlight or is this just just some fun stuff that's going on and you're just going with the flow? 
No, it's it's all of the above. It's definitely the highlight. And look, again, at the time, I thought I was on a ride that was never going to end, and I was always going to stay at the top of the Ferris wheel. And uh, you know, and it's just not, that's life had different plans. Um, but this was definitely the high point in my career. It was definitely a high point in professional wrestling at the time. Um, so yeah, I was having a great time. High point in my career hanging with my friends, spending a ton of money. I'm going to stop saying making money. I'm going to start saying spending a ton of money. Um, yeah, yeah, we had it. Look, we, we had a blast, man. We had a blast. I've said that and I'll say it a million times. You were along to, you were along and allowed to have a good time with us when, when we were on TV. And I think people did that. And I think people dug it. And because it was what, look, if we were, if we would have been, uh, you know, whatever, th four guys that went out there and couldn't do it in the ring and couldn't cut serious promos and couldn't uh, beat down somebody if they were getting heat on somebody or whatever, then it wouldn't have worked. But we were rounded that way. Um, I'm rounded a different way now, but we were rounded that way. Like we could, we could all kind of be entertaining and then switch that, hit that switch and turn to the aggressor. You know what I mean? We could all kind of do that really well. And, uh, and I think that's why, it works so well. We could be the, the, you know, the jokes on us, the clowns, class clowns, and we can have a great match with chairs and, you know what I mean? So it was a, it was a well-rounded package. Bluechew.com. Security uh -huh. code D-O-double-G. Yeah. All right, before we get into the fan questions, let's take one more break to hear about Goliath Life Insurance, and then we're going to close it out with questions from all of you out in the dog pound. Goliath Life Insurance? How could I get Goliath Life Insurance? Psst. Who's going to take care of your family if something happens to you? What would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to GoliathLife.com. Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms. You're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to GoliathLife.com. Let's get us into some fan questions. Uh, they may get into some of the things we talked about, but let's see okay. what comes up and see what you can tell them. A longtime fan and friend of the show, Michael Berry Sr. wants to know, what would you have done had you been able to get in the building? And was there a plan in place for that? Did anyone from WCW contacted you after this happened, be it talent executive or otherwise? So the only people that contacted me, of course, were my brothers. Uh, and they were dying laughing. And everybody, they said everybody was kind of, some people kind of got mad. Some of the, some of the people that were, Let's get into it. Name Ta some names. Man. Yeah, ta talent slash, talent slash uh, office guys at the time. Uh, Kevin and Scott were not angry at all. They thought it was funny. Uh, DDP, from what I understood, didn't think it was too funny, but he was tight with Eric at the time. So if Eric didn't think it was funny, he wouldn't have. And I, and I wouldn't have either if Billy didn't think it was funny. I wouldn't want to, you know what I mean? I wouldn't want to have done that. But I think I just we just heard like there's some people that weren't happy about it. I do think they are people that were, like I said, office player slash coach uh, in WCW at the time. 
but but no no ever there was never a crossword spoken there was never uh well, why'd you do that you butthole you know what i mean it was never like that it was kind of like oh that's what they did well we're gonna fire back eric's gonna challenge the boss we're gonna do that you know what i mean and we just went on and went on and so look had that door opened i was ready uh, for a for a fight, uh, I didn't want to have one, and I'm glad one didn't happen. Uh, but I've thought about that a great deal, and that's why I thought like, okay, run down the roster. <laughs> Who do you want to get to first to try to to try to uh, take out? And I went, holy crap, Ming works here. Never mind, I'm out. <laughs> All right, because Lynn- I, I taste delicious, by the way. <laughs> ready to eat a bite out your face or your nose uh, Lindsay at plus underscore Lindsay wants to know what did we not see in the video package and were there any deleted scenes that were left out of what was aired you yeah, talked about I, memory I, we issues. did and I'm sorry Lindsay I uh it's the chair shots and the bong resin I uh I remember we had a good time I remember I was amongst friends uh and I didn't we you know what we didn't care what the outcome was we didn't think about like, we're just going to do what we do and let the chips fall where they may. You know what I mean? It just so happened that they fell in a positive place for us all. Um, but yeah, we, I don't remember specific things. I'm sure it was just probably vile and uh, obscene things we did and were doing at the time. And, and look, it was a different time. And uh, if I could go back and change things, I might. Uh, but I don't know. I've lived a good life. CD Will 77 is wondering, is it true Tim Walbert was there and had a dummy tape ready in case you guys got stopped? And then he notes that Tim was a director camera guy for WWF and was told there was a tape just in case someone tried to confiscate your footage. Yeah, so so we did. The guy asked me that on Twitter, actually. And I was like, I don't know who Tim Walbert is. But, uh, but after he said that, I do remember we did have a uh, a dummy tape it was it was not a tape another tape made it was a dummy tape put in the put in the machine a different tape uh and he hid the tape that's how i remember it like i said chair shots and bong resin but that's how i remember it he put a a different tape in the machine so that they confiscated it they would take the wrong tape at chad go million 82 whose idea was it really to do with the invasion isn't it tr- is it true everyone was one was i i'm just stumbling on this yeah. one hey let me, let me take it back just take a breath count to three whose idea was it really to do the invasion and is it true everyone was told not to go in do you wish wcw would have tried to come to raw after this happened <laughs> i like that second part yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, so we we were not told not to go in. If somebody told somebody, they didn't tell me because I we were going down there and that door started closing. And I was like, "Whew, thank God!" Uh, but but we were not told to not go in. Second part of that question is, had they come to Raw the next week? Like I I I don't think that's a smart business strategy. Look, I, it was a gamble what we did. It was a we. It was a risk versus reward thing. It worked out in our favor. Um, had they then come and there was fights, there would be legal battles. There would be, you know what I mean. There would be all kind of things. Uh, and so I just don't think that would have been a smart business strategy was to send the guys over after we had already done that. Like I just don't think that you could have controlled the outcome as well as just doing it spur of the moment and kind of 
shut everything down and let's just get through this. You know what I mean? Like if they if we if they're coming and we know it, it might have got it might have it might have you know sparked off and uh, and that would have been bad for everybody. All right, heck, we made graphics, so I'm going to get repetitive just so we can throw them up on the screen. Yeah, no, please do. do. Tim M. at Great Siaman 81 wants to say, can't imagine the fun and excitement behind the invasion. Who was the most excited in the group, and who would have been the most crazy if you were let in? Uh, so that's not repetitive. That's actually, uh, yeah. Yeah, look, look I, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like I would have been. <laughs> that's just me, uh, and that's the attitude I have. I'd probably got knocked out with the first guy I met, but but that's just I'm going to go into it, you know, at 90 miles an hour. So, but I I don't know. I don't know because I know, you know, I I know Hunter would fight uh, back in the day. I've seen him do it a few times. I know Billy will. I know X Pac will. Uh, I know China would probably do do her do, have done her best. You know what I mean. So I don't know what would have happened, man, but I, if we'd have got in there, probably me or X-Pac would have been the craziest, jumping off of stuff and throwing things at people, trying to keep our distance. <laughs> Miss Thing at Shia the Bull, or excuse me, Shia the Bull 1, mm -hmm. wants to know where did the tank come from? Well, as you could see, it was anything but a tank. But uh, we, we uh, rented it from a guy who had different uh, vehicles that were used in television commercials. He had like a, a General Lee and a, you know, a crazy cooters tow truck or whatever. And, uh, and a DeLorean and he had the tank, uh, the Jeep as well. And he just has a huge gun barrel on it. Uh, it's not actual gun. It doesn't, it doesn't, it shoots that smoke out like, like we did. Uh, but that's about all it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember, remember, no, it works. Remember, you bombed CNN Center. <laughs> All right, Canada's greatest athlete at Duff Upside Your Head. Is this Terry Fox? Upside Your Head. Oh, sorry, different person. <laughs> a different one of this. How fast would you have run out uh, had Ming come out? You addressed it. <laughs> you're that's, away from. that's great that that was in there. Um, yeah, I would have. I would have run, but you know what? The truth of it is, I don't think he would have done anything. I think we would have hugged. We would, you know what I mean? Like we always have had a great relationship and he's always had a great relationship with my father and my brothers. Um, so we, yeah, we would have probably hugged, uh, but still very scary man. Very scary man. Michael McLanahan, who after hearing. You think this, he's Irish? But he might be Keith Lee. Check this out. Oh, okay. I'm going to read it like this. What were some of the logistical nuances of the DX invasion that were the most cumbersome in trying to pull off the segment? Was anyone involved in ever suggesting you should put a stop to this angle? So you read that eloquently, uh, Ryan. Thank you for that. My pleasure. Uh, iteration. Um, but theater. yeah, yeah. So uh, totally forgot what the question was, but it was something about wrestling. It was about the cumbersome logistics. Of oh, cumbersome. Have you ever heard that song, Cumbersome? I, I'm not familiar. Uh, Can you give me three quarters of a bar so we don't yes, have to say? Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't think of the words now. I'm put on the spot, but it's uh, too wrong or too right. Damn tonight. Mm, cumbersome. It's a, uh, we'll play a clip on here. You should all look it up. I, like I, it. Yeah, I don't know who sings it. But uh, anyway... The cumbersome part was the legality of it. You know what I mean? Like we, nobody was going to 
stop our mission once we <laughs> once we got there and started to do it other than the cops other than the officials uh and so they, they were the cumbersome part is navigating and not getting arrested and trying to do that other than that look they rented a van they got us down there lickety split they had the van the the jeep meet us there uh we got it off the trailer we got on it and started shooting you know what i mean so it was it was very uh fly on the wall run and gun here we go so fast that we can get stuff and look jeff jarrett and i did the same thing after the oj simpson uh deal in california with vince russo where we couldn't uh in brentwood it was called we couldn't stop because the cops were circling you couldn't stop but we just jumped out of the car and ran down there and like took pictures for the wwf magazine in front of oj simpson's house in brentwood right after he, he had allegedly killed some people you know what i mean so that was russo's from way back was guerrilla warfare like just take it just take it and see what happens you know what i mean and thank god we didn't get arrested all right aiden was going to ask was it a tanker jeep and you just went over all of that so let's go to low it was definitely it was definitely a jeep if we had been all in a tank it would have been horrible because you wouldn't have seen any of us have you seen the movie fury i highly recommend it low quality music productions asks <laughs> smoking any left-handed cigarettes before heading to wcw i i was and I, the reason i know that is because it was on a day that ended in y and i was alive so i i'm sure that that happened um and that helps with the inhibitions a little bit uh and hopefully it would have helped with the stomps and the punches should they have come I'm just trying to figure out what, all of the days. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you, 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 you. You're good, you. Dave McClay asked, did your brothers know that you were going to do the invasion? No, but they heard and they texted me afterwards and we had a good laugh about it. But that was, like I said earlier, that was my favorite part was knocking on the door and going, can I speak to my brothers, please? Uh but I also also like the Smokey and the Bandit uh, reference where I said, "Yoo-hoo, Sheriff!" Uh, was was a good old school Smokey and the Bandit uh, episode that very few will get. But go back and watch; it's a good movie. All right, I think we got some good stories and details. But is there anything else you wanted to mention about the invasion or that time? No, look, I think it was. Uh, like I said, it was a fun time to go back and to watch that stuff now for me, especially at this age and where I'm at in my life and, and in my uh, professional career, if, if what you call uh, what I have a professional career at this point. But, but look, that's, I'm, I had fun. I had fun doing it. It's fun to watch it back. It's, it's great to walk down memory lane. Some of it, yeah, I was, I was, look, I was doing drugs during that time. Not proud of it, but that's the fact of the matter. And so acceptance is the key. If I accept that my past is my past and I don't have to repeat that again and I can move forward, then, I, then that's where I'm at. And I don't beat myself up for sins in the, in the past. You know what I mean? I got I to gotta get over that. I got to forgive myself and I got to move forward. And I don't know why when you ask me about any more stories, I go on a rant about uh, living right. <laughs> but that's where, it, that's where my, my heart took me. So, um, it's yeah, the growth, look, evolution and maturity of, your, yeah, of your yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that. And I'm, and it's, you know, I wish I'd have grown up at 32 
but it happened at 52. So so here we are. But look, I, I had a great time doing it all. I hope you people that are listening have a great time listening and, and watching uh, at home by way of television or, or your devices. But look, I hope you guys have a great time too, because that's what it's all about, right? Finding something that entertains us and makes us happy and makes us laugh and smile or grimace or be, but it takes us away from the humdrum uh, everyday life. You know what I mean? How can I escape that for a second? And I got to find something entertains me that takes my mind off of that. And if it's not entertaining to me, I don't watch it. Uh, and so again, rant, rant, rant. I got can't, can't the real C word. I, I got distracted thinking about grimace. Oh, you look like Grimace with that add-on. <laughs> That's great. If I had that add-on, I would really look like I'm beat red, I'm fat. Oh, dude, what's her name again? Tallulah came T- to Tallulah. Do you have you ever been to Tallulah Gorge in Georgia? No, no. dude. There's but a place called Tallulah Gorge from the Gorge. <laughs> Say what? I have a song called George from the Gorge. This is Tallulah Gorge in Georgia. It's a great little uh, escape that has little mountain, uh, little mountain uh, cabins. And they, the Walindas one time walked across the the gorge. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. It's worth, it's worth the Google. All right. (laughs) Because I put her down and my my wife's not here. So like, she's been like, give me attention. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing, dude? I'm sitting right here. All right. Next week, we're going to be talking about when the roadie left the WWF, the fateful night in Nashville, when you and Jeff did a concert and had a match against Shawn Michaels and then decided to not do your breakup angle. We're going to chat about the circumstances behind you leaving, what was going on at the time that led to your exit, the heat you got from it, conversations you had (laughs) with Vince, plus what you were thinking at the time. Uh, oh, I got some heat for it. <laughs> I, I, I got this, some heat for it. That's for sure. Therapy session, and yeah. I'm gonna try to bring my calm, soothing voice and Doctor Cats it up. You might have to Doctor Cats it up. Uh, have a seat. Lay down, if you will. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Steve Kaufman. Our producer is always there and handy with a with a bong resin and chair shot sound effect. Oh, give a little zoom right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what is that guy doing where he goes, uh? <laughs> That's right. some Amber Heard action. Oh, come on, Brian. I You're, better. You're better than that. All right. Until then and next week, order your blue chew, save on your mortgage or refinance with Conrad, get your Goliath life insurance in order so your loved ones can get paid when you're in the ground and been late. Head on over to BoxofGimmicks.com. (laughs) Remember remember in uh, Tombstone when uh, they pulled up, they were leaving Tombstone and, and Wyatt's brother was dead. And I forget which one it said it, but like, smell that smells like something died and i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> and then he says oh it's over right and he said well bye oh and then it was on and then kurt russell came back and he said i'm coming and hell's coming with me we should sign off because i'll just keep doing movie bits all night oh you didn't know oh you didn't know <laughs> If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. 
NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Save with Conrad.com.